What is going on, everybody? It's the What To Do podcast here. Um, yeah, I didn't have a chance to uh, put an episode out before I went out to Nashville. It was a great time. So I, I am sorry that missed a week here to not have an episode. But I, I loved being out in Nashville. Uh, my cousin Tyler got uh, married. Um, he already got married, but it was more of just a ceremony. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun being out there. Uh, didn't get to explore Nashville very much, but got to definitely just enjoy family and being around everybody. So it it, it was you know in the wedding too. Um, got to experience just being in the wedding and loved. Um, big shout out to Tyler and Rebecca. Love their vows. Very beautiful. Um was just a great time to be around family and laugh and joke. So, um, but this episode today, uh, you just got me today. Uh, something that I, that's been kind of on my mind ever since I started this podcast, something that I wanted to kind of bring awareness to, and also just to kind of tell my story about it. Uh, it's kind of a hard topic. It's, it's something that is just kind of hard to just lay out on the table uh, for some people. And I know for me, um, it's become easier and easier to talk about. But the the thing that I wanted to talk about today was um, suicide awareness. And the reason why it's such a... There, there's two reasons why it's such a big um, impact in my life and why I want to just bring awareness to it and also just just kind of be freely and talk about it. You know, I lost my friend uh, Ryan, like I've said um, before, uh, to suicide. And also, I thought about taking my life um, at one point in time. And the reason why I just I, I just want to bring some awareness to it is because I, I just know there's people out there that um, probably felt the same way that I felt in that moment in that time. And some people feel it very differently. Some people, um, they can't explain. And I really can't. It's hard for me to explain the darkness that I was in, but I, I call it the darkness. It, it It's such a, a, a crazy thing because I, I remember just, you know, I'll take it back. I mean, I, I got out of a relationship and it didn't, it didn't end the way that I wanted it to. And I was um, very just taken back by it. And it was kind of just me starting over again. And um, I thought I saw a future with this person. And losing that, it it, it put me back at, uh, at one. You know, and other things in my life were just going, were just, were just not going the way that I wanted it to. Work. Uh, didn't feel like I was it, it, even there. Uh, it felt like I was always um, just kind of in and out, um, just just a body there, and not really taking pride in my work, um, taking pride in what I did, and and then friends. You know, some friends I hit it very well. Uh, how I was feeling <clears throat> and how I was thinking about things. 
if you would have saw me at that time, I, I was probably seemed pretty happy, jokey. But after, you know, say if we went out to, you know, a really nice dinner or went out and, you know, say Christmas time, went around and looked out at lights or whatever it may be, um, I was, I come home and, and I would lay in my, um, I lived with my papa at that time. I would come home, I would hang out with my cousin Tessa and then Tessa helped me so much during that time, but she didn't. I didn't tell Tessa at that time, but Tessa helped me so much um, because she was also going through something very traumatic and something very um, crazy in her life at that time. And seeing her deal with it made me think, okay, I can, I can deal with these things too. But going back, I, I would go home, hang out with my cousin Tessa, you know, make dinner or whatever it be, and then get in my room and I'd be by myself and and then I think that's when the demons my demons would come out and I constantly just kept thinking about what would life be without Cody here and it started to affect the way that I would sleep um, you know I wouldn't sleep as much I'd probably get 4 to 5 hours wake up in the middle of the night and just couldn't go back to sleep because I would just the sadness and the loneliness of and it wasn't even so much that I'd, I'd lost like that companion that I had and that friend it was more I just I I've never felt that alone in my life I've never felt but I had so many people around me I had my dad I had my my cousins and you know every I had I had tons of people around me and looking back on it now it just it used to be such a a thing that I would have to almost snap out of and I would have to put on a face to go hang out with friends um essentially lie to people too and tell them I how are you feeling? You know, I go to church and one of the big things with church is, you know, there's a lot of people there and there's a lot of people that are going to ask you how you're doing and how's life. And that's when I started to notice that it wasn't because at first I, I didn't know, I, I didn't notice my depression. I didn't know how sad I was. I didn't, I just thought this is normal. I've had things happen in my life. I lost my mom. I, I lost my grandma at this point. Um, I, I, I was, I knew sadness and I knew how to handle sadness. But it wasn't even like I was sad. It, when it started to get scary for me is and I didn't even know why I was sad. I would sit at home and be sad for no reason. Nothing would help me. And like I said, when it started to get really scary or the things that, and this goes for anybody when they're going through something like that in their life, something very scary and trauma, they have the things that they can go to, say, if it's exercising, um, you know, gaming, uh, archery, you know, hobbies, you know, tons of things that people do to clear their mind 
And I remember going to the gym at that time and it didn't help. Gaming. Gaming for me was always a big one. When I was sad and when I was down, it was a way to escape. It was a way to get away from reality. If I can just play Madden and create a a GM and make the team up and get the players all paid and make sure I get the right players and trades and it's almost like I would I'd be away from reality for two hours and then it would be okay cool that was fun you know got away from my feelings when those when those things started to go away when those things started to feel numb I would play a video game and I wouldn't feel anything from it I wouldn't feel enjoyment. I wouldn't feel happiness. I wouldn't... There was nothing there. And I know some people, they might have a hard time understanding that. There might be some people that are really getting what I'm feeling. But I remember just sitting there thinking, uh, uh, well, at least I still have I still have God. I still have my 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 family at church and I just have to rely on God. And then all of a sudden I stopped praying. I stopped wanting to go to church. I remember even just going to church and sitting there and not even paying attention, not even, you know, they would be singing and I, I would sit there and just not want to sing. I wouldn't want to pray. I didn't feel close to anything. And I would have to go there and put a face on and and that's scary. It's scary when you can't you, you don't feel and I couldn't feel like I could tell anybody about my sadness and my depression. And you know, I'd I would have really good sit down conversations with my dad about how I felt and not to the not to the full extent, just you know, some of my loneliness or just the things that I was going through at that time. And I just remember coming out of those conversations with my dad telling me really wise things and my friends also too helping me through the things and sometimes I, I'd feel numb after it. It almost feel like that demon was just on my shoulder and would just tell me, nah, whatever he just said, it yeah, that was a waste of time, Cody. Because now we're going to go in the room. You're going to try to play those video games. You're going to try to watch something on your phone. You're going to try to watch a movie. And nothing's going to help. You're stuck with me. That's why I call it the demon. It's like a, it's a demon. It's telling you. And, you know, I don't think it was an actual demon telling me hey you know be sad but it's it's my inner self that and I, I do believe also too it it's just evil the evil thoughts that would go go through my head of taking my life and how I would do it sometimes I would think is this the best time to do it Should I just have a one more last great time with my friends, with my dad, 
you know, with my family and then go do it. Because like I said, I would go have a blast. Everything would feel great. Everything would, man, I, I, I love this feeling. And then go home, loneliness, go to work. Don't feel like you're worth it. You don't feel like you're a good worker. You're not contributing to anything. And I said it in a podcast with uh, Taylor. There was someone that said something to me that I think it it put me in that headspace. And that's why, I'm sorry if I get emotional, but that's why that person, I don't think they really realized what they did to me what they um the headspace that they put me in by telling me that I wasn't gonna be anything in this world. Yeah. I wasn't gonna be a successful man. I wasn't gonna be a good husband, a good Father, I didn't feel like I was worth any of it. It didn't matter what the thousands of, you know, I don't know, thousands of people in my life, but, you know, the hundreds of people in my life that love me and care about me. That's why, like, it's the same thing as social media. It's so polarizing. You could have. 15,000 people like your podcast, but one person says, I don't like your podcast. And that one's going to stick in my head. And that's what that person did to me. And shame on them. And they might know, they might not know what they did to me and what headspace they put me in. They were a Christian too, and I looked at them as family. I looked at them as that's someone that goes to my church. It's someone that you know they wouldn't say those things about me. So any time that I would feel like Cody, you can do it. You know, you can't. You're not going to be worth it. You're not going to, you're not going to be worth it. And that would just ring in my head, ring in my head, ring in my head. Then to the point, I was in a place where I felt like I was never going to get out. I felt stuck. I felt like I was And it's so it's and you know I might be beating a dead horse here and saying stuff that may not might not make sense, but I can't explain I can't explain the the darkness and the depression that I felt and the sadness. I couldn't even go to my best friend. I couldn't even face that family 
the Hoggard family, which I love so dearly, and um, I couldn't even I couldn't even face them. I remember when I told them, and I don't know if it was a family party or <clears throat> just one of those, you know, times where everybody was at their house. They're always so welcoming <coughs> to people to their house. And remember, we were just talking serious talk, and I just told Ryan and his brother, Sean, I felt like taking my life a couple months ago. And at that time, they were shocked. And they were, what? Cody, you'd come over here and hang out. You would. And I remember his mom got word of it, and she was so mad. And she came out, and she didn't understand why I couldn't come to them. And it was so, and you know, I ended up telling a, a handful of people, and I I just want to lift those people up. I want to make sure that people know what type of people they are and how important they are to me. If I get emotional, I'm, I'm very sorry. It's just, this is something that, I think it's good to talk about, and I hope that there's people out there that have friends like these friends that I talked to in that time when I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I was, I was just lucky that I was even thinking about talking to people. There are some people that just take their life. And we never hear from them again. They don't give warning signs. And I was the person that wasn't giving warning signs. I was the one that just would shrug it off. Okay, you got this. Until it would be so much that I almost couldn't handle it. <coughs> the first person I ever told. And... This person gets a lot of shout-outs on this podcast. <laughs> I think they probably have the most shout-outs. Um, is McKenna Borden. She knew what I was going through um, for that full year. Um, she knew the person I was dating. And we, we got really close. You know, she was always family. Because um, she's part of the Borden family. And I'm... I'm almost a Borden. Um, but me and McKenna became very close and talked a lot. And and I just confided in her and told her that um, I think it was just out of the blue, too. You know, I sent her a long text of just how I felt and where my head was at. And I don't exactly remember, you know, what McKenna said at that time. But all I can say is if there is people out there that are struggling and they are feeling 
those feelings of um, suicidal thoughts. And man, it feels so good to tell someone. I mean, as soon as I sent that text out and McKenna replied and, you know, she wasn't freaking out and going, calling my dad and calling, you know, my sister and she, um, she just talked to me and made it known that be disappointed to hear that I would take my life and should be very sad. And she just gave me, I just remember it was, I don't remember the advice because at that time it was very much a blur. But I definitely have to give McKenna her flowers and the way that she handled that situation and the way that, and, you know, I just want to get this straight too. It wasn't because I wasn't in that relationship. It just, it, it felt like I was, I wasn't, I wasted so much time and it also felt like I, I was truly alone and I had, and I, and I don't want that person to think that there was them that put me in that, the, the person I was in a relationship with to feel like they put me in that, that mindset because they didn't. It just was sad. And, and I think that's what just started my sadness. And I couldn't get out of that sadness. Felt like I just kept digging a hole. Things would happen in my life and I just dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole. I was too, too deep to get out. What if I would ask someone, they would help me get out. And McKenna was definitely one of those. Another person I have to give um, flowers to, and I, I'm sorry, Maddie. Uh, she's formerly known as Maddie Bell. Uh, she got married. Shout out to Daniel. Just don't know their last name. Um, Maddie was always a close friend of mine growing up, and we always had really great conversations and when she needed to talk to someone I was there for her and when I needed someone she was always there and I remember we weren't on the greatest terms at that time we didn't dislike each other but we didn't really hang out much anymore but I remember texting her and telling her how I felt and she handled it very well, too, just like McKenna. And just a, another person I remember, you know, some time went on, and I wasn't suicidal anymore. And those two really put me in such a... Because, it, you know, I talked to my sister, and I talked to my dad on how I felt at that time and sad I was and, you know, was I going to get help or, you know, what, what was going to happen and counseling or what, what, what would happen? I went to a couple group counselings, you know, just not anyone knowing, just went, 
more kind of like an AA, you know. I didn't have any alcohol issues, but I remember just going to one of those because someone told me you might get something out of it. I remember going to two of those. And some of the things you'd hear from some of these other people, it, it just made me think differently. Made me look at life a little different. It didn't mean I was clear, in the clear. And I was definitely still very, very, very depressed. You know, and then, I, like I said, I told the Hoggard family, and I remember after a fight night, I pulled my friend Cole Howell, which he... He's been on here tons of times. I remember pulling him aside and telling him that I had, you know, he was asking how I was doing, and I said, I haven't been doing good, man. I feel like I'm doing better, but I'm not doing good. And Cole's, Cole's, my, Cole's my brother, you know, and um, always, uh, always being... Cole's life and hopefully uh, we're just always in each other's lives because he's going to be a father and super excited for him too and Micah and me being able to be in their wedding too and it's uh, Cole definitely Cole was just there Cole didn't have these crazy words to say. Cole didn't make it a thing. Cole was just there for me when I told him. And he just continued to be until all the way up until now. Recent. Cole's. And I feel like that's when we've always been growing. But I felt like we took leaps and bounds after that. And what, what after after that, it just started to become easier and easier to tell people about the dark place that I was in. And you know, and I'm just gonna rattle off some names, the people that I've always just had good conversation with, and we would that topic would get brought up. And you know, Kathy, love Kathy. Um, when she was there for me, conversations we'd have, and just all the good Friday and Saturday nights we'd go out and hang out, just being ourselves. And Kathy still checks on me on that, <laughs> and. I'm so thankful for Kathy being in my life and caring about that. Always checking in on my psyche. <clears throat> I might not like it. I might be like, Kathy, I'm fine. But I'm so glad that she's she's here. And yeah, we we live miles and miles away. She lives in Dallas. But, man, she meant, she meant a lot to me in, in those times. And even now, even though, like I said, she lives miles and miles away. She lives in Dallas. 
I still, I'll do anything. I'll do anything for Kathy if she needs it. Um, yeah. And I can't even, I can't even name all the people off. Um, Miles, Ivan, you know, even Tessa. I told Tessa later on. Um, pretty years after how I was, how I felt at that time. I think I just didn't want to burden her. She was going through it at that time. She was really going through it. And there's just so many people in my life I can... And... The biggest thing that helped me pull myself out of this darkness, the number one thing, and it and it has to do with God. I thought I'm I'm never gonna see if I if I committed this act of selfishness. And took my life. I would never get to see my my mom or grandma again. That's why the tattoo on my left arm it it means so much to me, and it's also a, it's a symbol of. You know, I have a stairway to stairway to heaven with my mom and my grandma, Mammy. It's name at the bottom and at the top it has a gates and the sun coming through it like heaven. And it says, I'll meet you at the gates. I remember at that time when I was in the darkness, I always wanted a tattoo. Always wanted that tattoo. I want a tattoo. I want to. I was almost, I almost had a guilty conscience of not getting that tattoo. Because I, I felt like I wasn't going to meet them at the gates. I was lying to myself. If I got that tattoo, I'd lie to myself. And I've always been a, an advocate of, for me at least, you know, nothing wrong with anybody else's tattoos, but my tattoos, I've always thought they have to mean something to me. I'm not just going to get something random. There's nothing wrong with random tattoos. But I've always wanted something to mean something. And I didn't get the tattoo because of that. Because I knew <coughs> I'd be lying to myself. No, you're not going to meet them at the gates, man. You're going to give up. You're going to quit. What that lady said to me, it's going to, you're going to prove her right. You're going to prove her right. You're not going to be anything. And my mom and my mammy, I want to see them again one day, and it will be in heaven. And I just, I just encourage anybody, if you know anybody or heard of someone, 
thinking about these thoughts of taking their life or feeling like they're not worth it or someone says something like that to someone. Check that person. Say, no, you are something. You are beautiful. You're an awesome person. It don't matter what that person says. They don't know you. They don't love you. If they're feeling those evil thoughts, be there for them. You don't got to do much. You don't got to hold a parade in their name. You don't got to spend all the money on them. You don't, you don't have to do all that. You just have to simply be there for them and be kind and to say the right things at the right time. Sometimes the best time is to not say anything. When you feel like, oh man, I, I gotta say something, I gotta say something. Sometimes the best time is just to be silent. And getting to um, Ryan's death. I don't think he took his life. I think uh, the demon inside of him the schizophrenia took him. Not him. And I remember I found the news out. I was going on a guy's river trip before I had everything packed. One person I told when I had suicidal thoughts was my cousin Shannon. A little bit later, I told you know everybody about Ryan and sadness of it, and I remember just packing my bag and getting ready, and I remember Shannon just pulled me aside at the house and said, I, I, I just need to, I just need to talk to you real quick. And Sorry. I remember we sat there and, and cried because she was so scared that I was going to Go back into the darkness. I remember she was just sitting there. Kept asking, just, I just need to know you're okay. And I came a long way from that, that time when I thought about taking my life and thinking, okay, when am I going to do it? I came a long way until that conversation with Shannon. And those, those conversations that you have with people, like I did with Shannon, thank you. We're always checking on my psyche and 
I don't want that ever to stop because I might say, I'm okay. But I might not. But I know in my heart that I can't give up. Especially now. This podcast is just it's it's given me life. It's given me purpose. Everything seems to be better now. The more and more and I remember after Ryan's death, it took me a very long time to get to this point where we're sitting here and doing podcast. I remember I bought the equipment very recent after he passed. I, I got like my final equipment. And I wanted to do it so bad. I wanted to find time, but this timing wasn't right. It wasn't the right timing. But I always know, I always knew that I just needed to keep following this dream to do the podcast. To make a difference, to say the things that I want to say, to laugh, to joke, to get to know new people, for you guys to get to know my friends, the people I love, the honest people. That's what this podcast is about. That's what it gives me life. I just think I just want to really it's something that and you know I'm sorry this is not a funny podcast it's not a jokey one not gonna make you laugh on the freeway to work or make you feel a certain way but I had to do this one because this one has always been on my mind it's always I just want to bring awareness to it. I want to bring... When you see someone acting weird or when you see them not acting themselves, love them. Ask them, how are you doing? Like Ryan was for me. Ryan was a friend that was there for me 24-7 whenever I needed him. And I hope that I'm that type of friend to people. I know I haven't been the best sometimes. I know I haven't been... I'm far from perfect. But I know in all of this, God's given me strength to keep pushing forward. I just have to believe that He's going to always be there for me, and He will. And for the people I love. I think that's all I got. <laughs> um, I just wanted to here's a little challenge for everyone out there could you listen on the pod 
Man, go when you listen to this right now. Go home and hug someone you love. Tell the people that you haven't talked to in a while that you love them, you care about them. Make people laugh. Because, man, we're just not promised tomorrow. And some people don't want to make it till tomorrow. Take every moment while you're here. And for me, it's give glory to God and help people through this life, this crazy life that we all live in. Because you just don't know You just don't know how someone's feeling You might Hug someone And it's kind of like this Atmosphere that we have at church sometimes I'm a big hugger I love to hug COVID was tough for me (laughs) I can't hug people Um You just don't know. One hug can change someone today. One, how are you doing, Cody? Or, hey, how are you doing such and such? I love you. How's life going? Your kid's doing okay. Your wife doing okay. Your husband's going, he's doing all right. You guys need anything? Those things can mean the world to people. I know what I know it was for me. I know it was for me. Like I said, I'm sorry you're not gonna be on the freeway <laughs> or working out. Uh laughing or joking. I'll keep beating a dead horse. I needed to I needed to talk about something like this and bring awareness to it. And just to encourage people to love everybody around them. Hold everybody tight. Because we're not promised tomorrow. Or not. So. (sighs) Felt good. Felt good to talk about it on here. And this podcast is, uh, it's just. A dream coming true. And that's something I can say too is follow your dreams. Yeah, your dream might not make you money. If your dream is to get better at golf, do it. Just do it. If if your dream is to be a better father, just do it. To be the best mother you can be, do it. If that's your dream... Dream it. Do it. I know that sounds cheesy, but that's really what this podcast is. I I just, I always wanted to do this. And I finally just did it. I made the moves to do it. I didn't let anyone get in my way. Retrieve your dreams, man. Just really do it. And and I know if 
I don't make money off of this. I don't do any. It's something that I've had so much fun doing. And I can't wait to still have more fun doing it. I have fun every single time I'm doing it. So also to the update, I'm going to, this month I'm going to try to release a little bit more. I'm going to try to not just release every Friday. I'm going to try to release maybe twice a week. Uh, try to do a little bit more podcast uh, just to get more content out there. Like I said, if anybody wants to advertise themselves on this, if they have a business, um, if they want free advertisement, and if I agree with it, if I agree with it, um, the business, I will gladly give you free advertisement and where to go and where to get the stuff. If uh, if you want to be on the podcast and you want to talk about something like I talked about today or you just want to be funny and silly, hit me up on Instagram. If you have my phone number, hit me up on there. I've uh, got some really good guests coming up here. Pretty soon, uh, got one of my childhood friends. Uh, this the next the next podcast after this. Um, him coming up. Uh, you know, I got Cole, uh, Rhett, and Johnny coming up. That should be on. Uh, I just got so many good guests. I got uh, I got a girls episode. It's going to be called Girls Want to Have Fun. It's going to be uh, Tessa, uh, Shannon, and Jasmine. We're going to have... I'm probably going to be... I don't know how that episode's going to go. It's three girls against one. <laughs> but... I love all you guys, and I love what this podcast has become. I want to try to always stay humble and to make this thing fun and to never lose what it what it's intended to be. So I just thank everybody for giving me awesome compliments about it. And yeah, I just might keep them rolling, keep them going. So thank you everybody and um have a good week and uh, love y'all.